Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I am very much struggling to get through this intro because I am exhausted from Batch 5.4 week. We're going to be giving you our first spoiler-free impressions of Patch 5.4. We've got tons of shows lined up for the next several weeks, whether it be a spoiler cast, Air Zivia, or a raid discussion show. we got a bunch of stuff planned, plus we have point four one and point four five, so it's going to be an exciting season for State of the Realm. With that, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy, and joining me is my partner in crime. The The boys are back in town. Well, hopefully at some point. Sly, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm not as tired as you, but like I'm kind of feeling it a little bit. A little sluggish. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm feeling it big time. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know you are. It's it's next level, and I'll, I'll definitely talk about that a little bit through this because it's been a it's been a great week. I'm just tired, and I'm gonna, it's not going to change a whole lot going into the next <laughs> several days or weeks because uh, I didn't even mean to say new season. Check off that imme- immediately. We are actually coming up on our four fifth year anniversary is in January. First day of the realm. Yeah. It doesn't count. It doesn't show as well with the show numbers, but uh, it should be fine because we started after Fan Fest. Pretty sure in January it was like a, it was the first mm-hmm. show was I think January in 2016. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh no, you know what? Actually, no, January 2015. So it's six years because it was before Heaven's Word came out. <sighs> we came back from Fan Fest for Heaven's Word, yeah. and that's yeah, and that's when it all. It all kind of came together. So I didn't mean to say that, but that, that event is coming up for us, Sly. Maybe we do a, cause we haven't really celebrated a, a milestone. We never really celebrate our milestones other than like, other than like hundred episode milestones. And I don't even think we celebrate those anymore. No, we did. Like I, I'm pretty sure 200, we literally started the show. Someone reminded me and I went, Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You were like, I was like, oh, yeah. wow, it's 200. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So might have to get a date for that because we, that means we have more material to dig through, I suppose. Yeah. For a show. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we do that. Maybe we make that another show, although we'll still be busy around that time. Although we'll see because we're, we're getting closer and closer to some really, really big topic weeks as February now draws near and near. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, before we start this show, though, to cover patch 5.4 and our first spoiler-free impressions, of course, you have to thank our sponsor, SteelSeries, sponsors the show every week. There's a giveaway every month. No point in not entering, although it may take a while for some people to get their prizes during the holiday season because I know that they have been sold out of keyboards on the website for the past, uh, since Black Friday. So <laughs> they got swamped on the website. So doesn't mean you can't enter, though. You'll get the prize. Trust me. It'll come sooner or later. Just got to enter the giveaway. And thanks to them for sponsoring the show and with the uh, discount code Mr. Happy 12 as well. And, of course, thank you to our patrons whose names have been scrolling in the top right. Uh, you guys are awesome. And you guys have got an extended shout-out later in the show. Sly. Uh, that was about as much energy as I have for the show I put into that sponsor read. Um, Okey doke. That's the kind of week uh, I'm having. Yeah. This yeah, coffee so, is has been room temperature for three hours, and I'm going to drink it. That's that's the kind of week I'm having. Okay. Jesus. So let's let's start let's start off small, I guess, and 
it's not really small, but, you know, story. We well, it what do you, well, it's small because we can't talk about it yet, Sly. We're spoiler-free. Right. We're spoiler-free, so we can't say a lot. But how would you feel about this story, this patch story? Can I can I give it to you? Oh, I can't give it to you visually because I'm the audio only listener. Okay, well I'll give it to you visually first, and then I'll get I'll say it. <laughs> so what Happy is doing right now is he is holding his head and looking looking up, wide eyed and fearful. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah. You were definitely right about a few things. Um, it, it had it at certain points, and we'll talk about this more next week. Uh, it, it definitely had a lot of impact, and I'm glad. I'm glad we kind of we kind of got it out of the way. It's really fucking hard to talk. Yeah, about no, it is. Let's just let's just say that I now have. A lot more when it comes to predictions for 6.0 that we can't discuss because um, I, as, as Sly said, there were a few things I had ideas about that at least I were alluded to and or were covered in the patch. Um, no ideas in particular, just things yeah, that, right. yeah, things that are that are um, important to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It felt a lot more like a point one story patch than a point four in a sense that this isn't. This feels like it's it's enough. It's it's more leaning towards the end of an expansion. You know how expansions kind of do their initial story and then they do the finale finale and point three. This almost feels like it's leading towards the point three finale more so than leading towards the next expansion. Which I definitely understand that. It kind of makes sense, though, because at the end of point three, they talk about how, you know, the final story of the star that everyone take way too seriously is the end of, of Final Fantasy fourteen. But that's the scale they're going for. So there's really no brakes to pump. There's no mm-hmm. stopping. It's 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 full throttle, you know, you know, foot on the gas, zero to 90 in six seconds kind of kind of patch. Hmm. To me, it feels it. It kind of felt like a 2.0 patch. Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean by that. People who haven't done it yet are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? And that's why you yeah. need to go do it. And that's why these at this first impression episodes are the worst. Not because they're bad shows, but because we can't we have... We can't say shit. We can't say shit. We can't have guests who want to say shit. At this is dying right He came to me and said, so when is the fucking show? When are we doing the lore show? And I was like, well, when do you want to do it? I, don't ask me when I want to do it. When are we doing it? And I was like, I'm going to go talk to Sly. He's like, yeah, you do that. You do that. And you get back to me. And you tell me when it is. Okay? He came to me. He threatened me. Yeah. That sounded hella threatening. I've never seen threatening at this. Yeah. That's, that's scary. Yeah. Next week. It'll be next week. Spoiler cast will be next week. Mm-hmm. We'll do it on Friday, so that way it's a week and a half. It's kind of close to our old two weeks, but it's still in line with our old. Yeah. Because we've been doing one weeks a lot. I think every spoiler cast for all Shadowbringers has been the Tuesday after. Yeah. But we are coming up on the holidays, so we got to work around that schedule as well. Yep. 
So, make it happen. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. Do the story. If you're if you're new, do the story. If you're new to the game, do the story. If you've played the game for a few years, do the story. Um, do the story. If you don't do the story because you don't like it, do the story. Whatever the reason, yeah. do it. It's all I. It's all I'd yeah. really say. You might have a good time. I may say so myself. Yeah. Now, uh -huh. there is something else we can cover spoiler-free, and it's something I'm far more comfortable expressing my opinion about without spoiling anything. Okay. And that is near. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, see, the thing is, I haven't done it, and the thing is, the reason why is kind of like what we talked about pre-show. I forgot. I literally forgot that it was there. And just like, like pretty sure I wish I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and like every day I kind of remind myself, oh yeah, there's freaking near to do. Like I gotta do near and I just keep forgetting it. Uh, how do I put it? And how did I put it pretty sure? This was the best of the quests. And it would still be better if it had nothing to do with Nier. So best of the worst. Yeah. Like, there's... I'd say about five minutes of it are Nier-related. Or, like, you could, you would unambiguously be able to say that's Nier-related. The first, like, mm -hmm. 15 to 20 is, like, kind of an, an endearing Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, you know, it, it's all it's all good. In a bubble, mm -hmm. if you just if you just take that fifteen minutes out and insert it, pretty much into any other event in the game, you'd have what would be considered a pretty good quest. And then the end happens, and you're like, I don't fucking care. Who fucking cares? I don't fucking care. That's that's how they get you. That's how they get you every time. Every single patch with near involved. That's how it happens. And it's still the best. Like, even the part where it's like, I don't fucking care. I'm like, well, that's more interesting than everything else that's happened so far. I'm really not surprised at this point. It's... So, if you've played Drakengard, there's some things in there that are going to stand out a little bit more for, for people who are, aren't just near Automata fans. And that gives mm -hmm. you, like, a slight sense of, oh, oh, wow, yeah, that's... Oh, boy. And that's about as that's about as far as it the, the gets, spoiler free wise. And then it now it's over. And now I come for the finale where probably all of the twists could see Okotaro, so the only patch that actually matters is the last one. That's just how mm -hmm. he does it. Who cares? If you've played Dragon Guard, the first seventy percent is this kind of fantasy story about a dude and a dragon, and then the last thirty percent's flying babies eating everyone with fucking rabid teeth. It doesn't, it just goes from A to B, and there's just, it's, it's literally A, 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 B, and that's just how it goes with Yoko Taro. So, uh, I, I'm still optimistic that maybe the last, the patch will be entertaining. I think entertaining's possible. You're a good one. I have no optimism whatsoever. I, completely given up. We'll do this one, and then when we do spoiler cast, come back and we'll see if you have any optimism. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
at least it, it was, again, the, it was more entertaining than all the other quests combined. But it was still just a, it was like, oh my god. I just don't know. <laughs> I, ju I just don't know. And especially, I mean, it's just a tiny little, like, just a tiny little bit, but it's just been such a damper on the whole expansion. Like, it's the one thing Shadowbringers fell through for for me is, is the 24-man. I've never been less interested in the 24-man. I can agree with that. 100%. I mean, I've been interested in actually doing the the dungeon, not any story behind it. I go into the dungeon optimistic. I do it like, that's neat. And then I just, I do it once more and I go, no, it's not. And then I just leave. Like with all the other, with every other expansion 24, man, I go back and I do it most of the time. I actually do it every week. I have no interest in doing that this time. None, none whatsoever. Ugh, it just don't care. It just doesn't belong. If you wanted to make a follow-up to Nier, just make it a Nier. Get it out of Final Fantasy. It just doesn't fit. doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It just don't care. Anyway, moving on to brighter topics. Pretty much everything else in the patch turned out pretty good. And for my chat, I refused to finish playing Nier Automata because I thought the gameplay was mediocre at best. So I watched a YouTube compilation of all of the story. <laughs> I do not like Platinum Games games. I just don't. I actually got through Deanna. I thought it was pretty neat. <laughs> I like the story. I just couldn't stomach the gameplay long enough to actually finish it myself. I just don't like Platinum Games. I just don't like their gameplay. It feels like weightless huh. and soulless. It feels like it just it's just wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Bayonetta? Yeah, I don't like Bayonetta. Compared to Devil May Cry, it's so it's inferior to me. By like a long shot. Okay. Like this we can table this for a team <laughs> because this is just like this feels like a whole bunch of counseling done in gaming form, and we we just need to have it. All right. All right. I just no because like so. Here's near Automata. You hold down the fucking shoot button, and then it's just generic ass gameplay from there. You fuck. That's the whole fucking game. Dodge, swing, dodge, swing. None of the abilities of any weight. None of all. They're, they're all flash and no substance. There's no weight. There's no feeling. It's like see how Souls games like when you fucking swing, you fucking swing. This game's like. Every Platinum Games, it's like you're fucking swinging cardboard. Again, Bayonetta? Yeah! It's the same thing! See, I'm of the mind of <laughs> if they ever... If they ever did another Raido Kuznoha game, I would want Platinum to actually do it. Like I would, I would never want it. I would never want it. Give it to anyone else. Give it to. I would rather have Luminous with who did fifteen do it than have Platinum do it. <laughs> I'm that like against Platinum Games gameplay. Revengeance is the only Platinum Games game I've stomached to get through, and I don't even like Metal Gear Solid. I just like slicing watermelons. <laughs> and seriously, the watermelon slicing is more entertaining than the rest of the fucking game. 
Yeah, we're going to table this for PBG <laughs> because this is just like a whole can of worms that we don't want to open for the rest of the show. So let's well, move I've on. already opened it. Let's move on to, let's move on to something uh, a little brighter, I should say. Uh, Emerald Weapon. Man, this is a, that's a tough one, Emerald. So first of all, whirl it again, spoiler free. But, mm-hmm. again, hits the mark. Yeah, agree. Without a doubt, hits the mark in pretty much every regard. Um, you'll, I actually found I liked more characters coming out of this one than I did going into it. There's certain aspects mm-hmm. we get to see of, of some characters we, we still only get glimpses into. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, again, we're not oh, talking boy, about that. We? We're not going to talk about <sighs> that. We, we can't. But. Does Chad right. not listen to me? I said I like Double May Cry, and they're like, oh, he's going to be mad, Double May Cry. I said Double May Cry is the good game. <laughs> and I know Bayonetta was D- DMC 1 and 2, but those are the two worst Double May Cry games, so that's why it's okay that he's on Bayonetta. <laughs> he's got a anyway. 50-50 repertoire on, double, on good Double May, a decent Double May Cry games. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, we, we get a... We get a glimpse of certain characters within this chapter of Whirlit, and man, do we get a fucking glimpse. I'm like, God, but everything we saw in, in the first two Whirlit chapters pales in comparison. Like, yeah, and like, let's not, let's not underestimate those chapters. Yeah. They were good chapters, but man, this just, this just opened the floodgates. We, oh, God, I, I hate that I can't say shit. But, yeah, regarding story, Whirlit, this, this chapter of Whirlit, it's amazing. And, and the post-quest. The post-quest, yes. too. It only takes like 10 minutes, the post-quest, but it's... Yeah, it doesn't even take that long. And, and I'm glad I saw certain characters in the post-quest. Yeah. I'm glad. There's, there's, there's some references. There's some references to some things there that are, that's, Mm -hmm. Whirlit is, it's just been solid the whole way through. There's nothing, there's nothing not to like about it thus far. Mm -hmm. Now, the fight. That's, fight's fun as fuck. The fight's okay. (laughs) In comparison to Ruby, it's okay. Okay, Sly, let me, Let's, let's let's Okay, all right, you're going to tell me that you're going to tell me that Emerald is okay and Ruby was I'm was saying weird. they're both okay. So, they're both okay. Mm, Ruby less so. I think If we're comparing two, if we're comparing to two, Ruby was kind of like Ruby was kind of mad. like a like a, a whole lot mad after that first after that first experience. After that first clear, I guess, it's mad. Like your first experience in the first experience in Emerald was like, what the fuck? Okay, seriously, what the fuck? And like, it just got better and and better. And then once you kind of get used to it, you're like, okay, like. So here's the problem. You're looking at Ruby weapon. The problem Mm -hmm. is. It's like two moldy slices of bread and a fucking filet mignon in the middle with Seed of Sacrifice. 
That's that's the thing that makes both of them just okay. Because they could be, they might be received better, more so, if Seed of Sacrifice didn't exist. Because <laughs> Seed of Sacrifice is the pinnacle of trial development they've they've done I, of all time. It's what's up, it's up there as a, as one of the best. But the other two beside it, before and after, are just okay. And that makes them look worse by comparison, just by proximity to Seed of Sacrifice. You really just called an emerald weapon a piece of moldy bread. Yeah. Well, it's that or a big fat taco, Sly. It's got to be one of the two. Would you prefer to make my... It could be tacos and then a filet mignon between two tacos. Actually, that sounds like a good idea. Not two taco shells, by the way. Two full tacos. Full tacos. Yeah. Like yeah. whole-ass tacos. I'll agree with you for Ruby, just not for Emerald. Emerald was actually good. And yeah, if you're going to compare it, if you're going to compare it to Seed of Sacrifice, yeah, Seed of Sacrifice is going to win out. That's not to diminish the Emerald fight. It was it was decent. It I was, mean it was to. Good. I it mean was really to good. <laughs> I do mean to do it. Okay, so I, hold on. So you <laughs> you like it? You like it better than Ruby? What I do. do you like about it? There's one thing in particular you have to leave out, if that's a factor. The oversoul, like the identity. But mm -hmm. what what puts it higher on the scale than Ruby Weapon for you? It felt a little more involved than Ruby Weapon. Ruby Weapon in, like, Ruby first hell. Let's go phase by phase. First phase of Ruby Weapon, in comparison to first phase of Emerald, wasn't really that bad. And when I say bad, I mean it wasn't, like, mechanics-wise, there wasn't a lot going on. You can say the same for, for hell, you said the, the mechanics look smooth. It looks smooth. The animations are great. I, I don't think I ever really hamper on animations for things too often. I'm sure it happens. But right. Like, Emerald is just... It's like a normal... Mo <laughs> there's, one, there's two mechanics across the fight that are not normal mode, and the rest are, the rest are normal mode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, here's the thing. I think... Emerald has a better identity than Ruby does. Because Ruby's phase one, I think, is, is strong. I think I think the identity compared to... The, specifically the phase one. It's got references to who the Oversoul is. It tells you also immediately who it is before you've even been shocked by what actually happens. Um, mm. It's got things that are definitely iconic specifically to Ruby Weapon. The claws going in the ground, the patterns, the, the whirl sand... Um, I think it's hilarious, especially with the, the spiral sand. Just every time the spiral sand part comes up, it, it cracks me up to see just people, bam, bam, bam. Bam, die. bam. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say it's that much more complex than Emerald, but when I, I look at Emerald, the first phase is there's one part that is people are frustratingly not good at, and the rest just, it's like, again, it's like it's normal mode. I don't understand how that made it past the quality check. Bombs? 
Yeah, the orbs, if that's what you're referring to. No, the orbs. Literally everyone is, the party finder is, is, is orbs are a disaster. Somehow, the very first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the rest, it's like the spinning and like the outward AoE. And that takes like 20 seconds. He does it twice. Like, yeah. and you want to know something funny? When we were doing it this week, we would run the opposite way close to the center of the hitbox and just not get hit by the AOE because it's still only position checking every so often for the spiral, even though it's a nice mm -hmm. smooth animation. It doesn't actually hit constantly. So you can walk through it <laughs> and not get hit if, you, if you're lucky enough. So we would just play a game where we'd all walk in the opposite direction to see who got hit and who didn't and how many times they got hit. So... Looks really cool, the substance is kind of low. But then, yeah, like, all the bomb patterns are just kind of lame. Yeah. And nothing else happens in the whole first phase. Just nothing happens. It's meant, to be a sh it's meant to be a short phase, though. But their Ruby is, too. Like, both of, I think both Emerald and Ruby, their first phases enrage at, like, five to five and a half minutes. And their second phases are approximately yeah. the same. About a 10 to 11 minute fight, but it's got a checkpoint smack dab in the middle. Emerald's first phase is super weak compared to Ruby's, whereas Emerald's second phase is better than Ruby's second phase, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why they're both okay, because they both have pros and cons. And then it's a matter of how well you tolerate a check that the cutscene every time. Because my favorite part of Receive Sacrifice was no fucking cutscene. I'm, I'm, it's, listen, Biako, I had to play the cutscene. Suzako, I had to play the cutscene. Seiryu, you don't actually play the cutscene, and it's kind of okay. It's just, a, it's more like Zervin, where it's mm -hmm. a really cinematic, just super attack. But mm -hmm. it's a long cutscene to play every single time. And I'm just, it's, it's not... You're basing this on you're basing this on the fact that you have to do this ninety nine times. I mean, so, I don't like of. doing that ten times for the weapon. By the time I've done it ten times to get the weapon, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sick of this cutscene. I'm not a fan of the cut. Here's the thing: I'm okay with like a thirty to forty second cutscene that resets your cooldowns. This is literally a five minute fight followed by a five minute fight, and it means both of them kind of just don't really stand well together. Like, Emerald's mm -hmm. second phase, you completely abandon pretty much everything from the first phase minus, I think, two things. And it's... I don't know, it's just... I'm not a fan of, of, the, of the idea. It just doesn't pan out well for me. I don't mind a cutscene, but I... It's... It's too much. It's just too much. <laughs> That's it. There's other places I don't like cutscenes, either. But this one's just, it's its worse. And it definitely plays a part that you have to do extremes as much. Savage, once a week, cool. Maybe you might have to do a few pulls, you have to do it a few times. All right, whatever. It just isn't working for me, though, man. <laughs> this isn't, for, for EX trials in particular, this just isn't working. Uh, I've got, don't worry, we've got some other parts to, to touch upon later. Yeah. But it's okay. Again, it's okay. Here's the thing. I still would rather do this 99 times over Biako. Because, again, Biako, I have to play the cutscene. Yeah. And I mm. will. I will do this 99 times. I've already committed to that. I need 97 more. 
on Ether. Have fun. I will. I really hope I'm as lucky as you and win the fucking thing four runs in. Mr. Has Their Mouth Already. Now are you going to go back and get the rest of them? I have Ruby. I had to get Cedar Sacrifice. You have Ruby? You have the two... You have the only two annoying ones, then. You have, Then you have to do the rest. You have both of the annoying ones done. Titania and, like, Hades and all them... Hades is a little annoying, but at least you only have to do it half as many times. Yeah. I'm mad. I need to have that action. How come you don't fucking care and you get it in four tries and I care and it takes me 99? It's a fucking desire sensor. I was just there for the fucking weapon and it showed up and I rolled and I got it. I really lost one. I lost it to Tate on Primal. <laughs> I don't care about that one though. But I have Damn. lost, I have lost one already. So, I'm used, to, I'm used to the feeling really. I'm used to it. I still have one whole other weapon to go. One whole... That's a, that's exactly what it is, Desire Sensor. If I've learned anything from Monster Hunter is to not fucking go in looking for it. Yeah, especially if it's an attack jewel. <laughs> you I don't know how that is nowadays, to be fair. I haven't played in ages. Uh, they're giving them out like fucking candy now, so okay, who yeah, cares? That's, yeah. I, that was that's my memories of... Yeah, okay. Um... I just, you know how in Stormblood they had the door boss way too often, and if they, everyone's like, okay, like, stop. That's kind of how I feel about cutscenes and fights now. It's like, all right, listen, it's, it's okay if you do it once in a while, but you're really getting too comfortable with the idea. Just do some normal shit for once and make it cinematic as a, like, you know what? Ultima, Ultimate, has a giant cutscene in the... Like, all of the Ultimates have these, like, transformation cutscenes or, or cinematic moments. And y'all thought that was the coolest fucking shit ever when you first got to it. It's not a... But it's not a cutscene, Sly. It's not a checkpoint. It is? Not oh, okay, it's not a checkpoint. It's I can still play in two of those cutscenes. I actually don't like the Epic of Alexander's one as much. It's the coolest cinematically, but again, on repeat, I'm just sick of it. Hmm. I don't mind transitions where the characters kind of have free reign, but when I just literally sit there and I'm just like, whatever, because then you can, like, prep buffs or think about timers or, like, you can, like, analyze what's happening in front of you. You can engage. Or if you just can't stand standing still, you can jump all over the place. You can fucking Manderville dance. You can do whatever the fuck you want. On this, it's just like you're just on your knees and you're like, oh, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm fine. Let's fight. And then that's, it's, stop. Yeah. I want to be in control. That's it. If you want to do these cinematic things, stop taking control away from us. It doesn't feel as good. It doesn't matter really, but it doesn't feel good. They're gonna. They're not gonna stop. <laughs> no, they're not. Absolutely. We need. Uh, I like a bit of theatrics in my in my fights. Like, you know, I like it in normal mode when I do it once. <laughs> not when I do it back to back to back to back to back. We'll talk a little bit about that because there's that pop that comes up in another location in this patch. One I'm a, a bit more familiar with. Yeah. After this week, so Whirlit overall, solid, solid thumbs up. Emerald not yeah. that exciting, but really easy, really easy to farm. If you've never done an EX trout, you really shouldn't have any trouble trying this one out. 
if it, it's going to be the first one mm-hmm. to try. So some positives to take away from it. I don't even know what the weapons look like. I haven't looked. I have one, but I don't. It's kind of chunky, my it looks, Yeah, it, it looks okay. Like, I'm not too... I, I don't hate it. But I don't, I'm not a fan of it either. I haven't, I couldn't tell you. I just know my chakrams look really chunky. They're not as cool as the bone rooms, the, the bone chakrams that I need to get. Mm. Which I believe were tombstone weapons, if I'm recalling correctly. So, uh, I think they are. I'll need to, I'll need to get those. Now, now seeing, like, seeing that we're talking about gear right now, um, you, you have a crafted set. That's what you use to get through, um, Savage. Right. Now we talked a little bit about how they how they looked on you know in picture and everything. Are you still a fan of yours? Because I made mine and I absolutely clamored back to what I. The aiming set is not is not my style. I'll just put it that way. The aiming set not my style. I actually am okay with the healing set though. I the the healer set I'm wearing is uh, is pretty nice. The aiming set not doing it. Not doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the maiming set wasn't wasn't hitting on nothing. It, it just looked it looked plain. I, I, I haven't really paid attention to the other sets though. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait for the Soulsborne stuff and see if that tickles my fancy. That'll probably tickle your fancy more. I, yeah. I presume the Soulsborne stuff will be a uh, tickly, 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 tickly. It'll be tickling. Uh, yeah, and. I, you know, I, I glammed out of it pretty quick. I put my, I, um, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I progged on, on primal. So that character's an hour raw. So I was like, no, this is really mm. not happening. <laughs> so I put him in a Kieran's Osode and the, I think the actual, actually the previous crafted set headpiece was what I put him in. The four, what is it? 480, I think 480 set. Yeah. I'm just still rocking my Lubu gear. Peacock gear. Yeah, I, I don't. But on ether, I'm. I, I still need to. I need to go froghead. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, <laughs> just froghead it up, then I'll be a okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, right. Okay. So since I already started getting into it um, a little bit there, uh, Eden. Eden. That's a solid finale. That's a, a pretty pretty overall happy with the with the finale. Spoiler free story wise. Yeah. Felt, felt really cathartic. Yeah. Wasn't expecting what happened, but. That's for the better sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised, I can say. There's something really important that we can't talk about yet. Something Im- immensely important that happens towards the very end that we cannot talk about yet, but. Oh boy. Mm hmm. <laughs> That is, uh, that's something. Yep. Fuck, I hate that we can't talk about this shit. I actually like trying to see how can I say exactly the thing I want to say. How can we phrase what we're thinking about this without giving away anything? Man. Uh, actually, um... Some of the fights kind of answered certain questions I had about 
earlier Shadowbringer stuff. Right. And I'm glad it did. I'm really glad it did because because we talk about it. Talk about it with Ethis, and he brings it up in Ayer Zivian. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Exactly what you talking about. Like, whoa, okay. All right. Yeah. Good job, game. Yeah. And the raid brings up very importantly that this feels very much like a Shadowbringers raid. Um, one of the big things yes. Coil left behind was the idea of the raid being a side story, but still really being main story. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it, it was. It was the finale of, of 1.x. Oddly enough, Coil is, yeah. is the finale of something. It's just something that nobody can play anymore. Um, and as much as it tries to tread that old ground, it's something that they never really recaptured in Alexander or Omega. Omega's part of the main story for a point. By the time we go and encounter him, it just takes a, on a whole life of its own, way too literally in a lot of ways with the, the callbacks that we do. Alexander, cool, mm-hmm. iconic, and while it's paid dividends in the long run, it feels more like a main scenario raid now than it did then, thanks to the events of Shadowbringers, that payout, that payoff was really slow. And I'm glad that it has more of a payoff as time has gone on, because it just shows the staying power of it. But it, th- at the time, it just felt disconnected from Heavensward. It just happened in Heavensward. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. Eden has, from beginning to end, felt like a part of Shadowbringers, and it's it's felt very it's felt like the coil to 1.0 equivalent of just Shadowbringers, all right. contained within Shadowbringers right. itself. So yeah, I agree. I would love for 6.0 to kind of continue this tradition and kind of keep. Raid story, you know, within kind of contained with with the expansion itself. Yeah, and I felt like the, I don't think you have to do that every time. I I don't think that Alexander not feeling like it was part of Heaven's Ward was that bad. But we've all been spoken about how the reason they've given to not actually putting the raids in the main story is because they don't want people to feel forced to do the eight man normals. Mm. Um, even though they still kind of do it with other stuff. Yeah, you know. Uh, right. and it's, it wouldn't be surprised. Th- this was as close as it feels because I don't think they'll ever go that route. Um, so this is as close as it feels. There's nothing inherently wrong with the raid not being directly tied to the story, but it feels better when it is, it feels closer to it. That's the, I think that's just for me the bottom line. I wouldn't, line. I wouldn't mind it though. I really wouldn't yeah. mind it. Though. I wouldn't mind it either. Because we've, ex- we've experienced it. So I, like, sure, why the hell not? Again. And I think they're getting more and more comfortable with the idea anyway. We've seen, there's a lot of quests mm-hmm. that came with this patch. There's, so there's, there's all sorts of quests with all sorts of prerequisites, uh, prerequisites. Um, they're starting mm-hmm. to require certain story. You know, obviously they made the swap that in Crystal Tower required for Shadowbringers. And I, I suspect we'll continue to see that with old story patches kind of being forced in to the future. Like you need this in order to do mm-hmm. this or that in order to do that. And then following up and giving us closure on things. Which they've been doing a lot of, a lot of in the last few patches is attempting to get us to points of closure in uh, from various elements of the story, and I appreciate that because it, mm. it finally feels like after years I'm not just asking more questions. Things are being paid off, and mm. uh, that feels good as someone who's been a long time player. So yes. I'm okay with the idea of them doing normal raids in the story. They don't seem to be a fan of the idea, and so this will probably be as good as we get. <laughs> In all honesty. 
very true. Very unfortunate. Now, from the... We're we're just going to skip... Yeah, we're going to skip normal. Because you... Really? Because you you've seen everything, so long. but seeing like, everything doesn't suddenly mean it doesn't it isn't there. <laughs> it's okay. It's there. I can speak on normal. You can speak on savage. We you like you've done both. You yeah, both. I did it again today. As a matter of fact, I had to because my ether character didn't have normal mode done, so I had to do it on I had to do it on the ether character. How? I'll ask you from a savage standpoint because I've like I haven't really started started prog. I started a little bit of pug prog. And it's okay. How as the closing as the closing chapter of this expansion's raid, how did it feel in comparison to Omega? Just from the final chapter of Omega specifically? Yes. Okay, um, that makes the, that actually makes it a little more interesting. Um, I'd, going back to Omega to, to add precipice to this, um, Alpha Escape <laughs> is the strongest tier for me in Omega. The final tier was by far okay. the strongest. Chaos was by far their best first fight of the entire raid t- of the entire expansion. Midgard's armor frustrated mm-hmm. the hell out of people. I think objectively, oh, yeah. he was really well designed. He was definitely better designed than Chatternook. Catastrophe could come down to taste. But I think Midgard's armor is definitely better. Omega 011 is my favorite fight of all of Omega. Halicarnassus is a close second, which is also a third. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Halicarnassus is one of the best third bosses. Halicarnassus was better than both um, of the first two raid tiers of of Mm -hmm. Eden for a third boss fight. Halicarnassus is, is one of their best third boss fights of the, like, creator era. That's coming off Cruise Chaser, who's also a great third fight. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's all sorts of positives going back to Omega, but for specifically Alpha Escape, um, it was a really strong showing, other than the very final boss. That was the weakest point, I think, in all of Alpha Escape. Um, for a number of reasons. Final, final. Fin- and final I mean, final. like, Savage exclusive final. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um it goes back on a lot of the kind of bad things about Stormblood's raid design. Um, it foregoes mm-hmm. a little bit of the randomness that's a, a developed in Chaos. It it, undo, it undoes the whole... Uh, so all 11 is a different rotation the whole way through. It just gradually introduces new mechanics. I think that's the best way to do fights in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, Stormblood had a bad habit of you do the fight up to 50%, do one big mechanic, and then repeat it, and then beat the Enrage. So basically, agreed. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of that of that design concept, and it, and it it was all over Stormblood. Uh, so that was where it really, you know, falls flat. It kind of falls back on the same problem. Um, I think it also did it worse than God Kefka. I think God Kefka is my least favorite fight, but is the best example of doing the whole repeating thing because you do about eighty percent of the fight, then repeat for the very end. So I think he he just does it less. So he by by nature does it a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just, it falls flat there. I think this one wins the whole way through the first <laughs> fight comparable to me, fun wise to chaos. Um, there's only one mechanic that's you know, kind of frustrating for people. Uh, and it's not even that difficult, but it's very early in the fight. And it definitely is the thing that will put 
a stop to most people's party finder experiences, if any, anything at all. Um, it's got some hilarious mechanics that you can, you might get mad at screwing up, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be funny every time it happens. <clears throat> and it just overall, it flows real well. It does sort of do the Stormblood repeat thing at one point, but it remixes them to try and make them more intriguing, uh, where you, you technically mm-hmm. go back to the same phase, but how the events transpire in that phase kind of is, is remixed and a few things are added in. That gives it a freshness that I think, Makes you go back and look at the old phase and how can I improve it in that phase so that it's also better in this phase. And so the knowledge carries over. Um, 10? I think 10 is going to be looking back when people are like no longer glossy eyed over the fresh raid tier. 10 will be the one people are least excited about looking back. Um, it's not even a bad fight. I think it just isn't as, I think it's, it's, it's more gimmicky than exciting. So once you get the gimmick, it's kind of just like, all right, mm-hmm. you're kind of just going through the motions. Uh, and it's also going to be the thing I, the one I think is the most hurt by gear, like meaning that it's you, it's laughable with gear. Like I think people are going to obliterate that encounter with gear to the point where it's even less enjoyable to do on any given week, especially if you're actually in a group that's wiping on it. Um, and I still don't think it's a bad fight. I still think it's what what other fights are we comparing it to? Voidwalker. It's kind of, yeah, it's on that same level. Catastrophe. No, no, no. I'm thinking specifically in Shadowbringers. For Omega, it's definitely better than Midgard's armor. I think it'll be better for most people because Midgard's armor, a lot of people hated. But I think they just hated the party finder. They didn't hate Midgard's armor. I think they hated the party finder. Midgard's armor wasn't bad. No, he wasn't. Midgard's armor wasn't bad. No, he really wasn't. But people didn't like him. Uh, I know some people just didn't like the music. It's Midgard's armor's theme, but people just don't like, some people just didn't like it because of that. Um, this I don't yeah. think does something that's that much more creative music wise, but um, I think this is I think people will have less of a problem with this than Midgard Stormer. I think it's a good fight overall. I just think it is. If I were to put a weak point, the second fight would be the weakest one, and not by a yeah. large margin. It's not like that much worse. Um, the third right. fight is the third best fight. third fight in the expansion by far, which is a low bar to be fair, but it's it is. A high quality encounter. It is fast. It is flashy. It is exciting. It is, it is an all around well designed encounter that borrows ideas from a previous raid tiers and things that people will be like, Oh, that's just like that other fight, but harder. And it is, but it still has its own flavor on it. Gimmick was fun. Yeah, it's, uh, someone in the chat said Memoria. And Memoria is not the fight I'm thinking of. There's a fight further back that it reminds me more of, and I think that's very on purpose. Um, it's, yeah, the, it, it just works. That fight just works. And it's yeah. way more interesting than the other third fights that we've had. Um, if I had to compare it to anything, it'd be, uh, Voidwalker. All the way back in E2. Which was a solid second fight, and this feels like it's it slightly evolved from Voidwalker. So, okay, a win, a big win, big win from a development standpoint. I I foresee no complaining about that fight. It's friendly to uptime. And that's something I kind of forgot. They made the hitboxes on all the bosses way bigger. This raid, yeah, they did. Yeah. And, and this is a pretty melee-friendly raid tier. I yes. 
There are some things that that are not, some strategies that are not. But right. the hitboxes being as big as they are has made it very possible to do most mechanics without really having to sacrifice a whole lot. And I feel like they 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 deliberately made the hitboxes as big as they did for that exact reason. Hmm. At least for the most part. Then you get to the final fight in Savage. That is it's a win there's a win and a loss here on the final fight. Okay. Alright. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you who the boss is, I'm not going to spoil that or anything. I've got plenty of videos whatnot. But I will say, it is a door boss into a final boss. It is a checkpoint after beating the final boss. After beating the first boss. How'd you feel about that? After... Man, do I not feel good about it after 16 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So, let me break this down. The door boss... That's the best door boss of all of them, of, of, of MNF, of, of Faust even, of, of, of X-Death. And really, for the longest time, X-Death for me has been the pinnacle. Um, it was a short fight, less than five minutes. It was machine gun mechanics. I love, to this day, X-Death is the pinnacle door boss for me. But this, this, was, this was door boss savage. <laughs> if it's, this was door boss ultimate, if anything. Because this encounter is eight and a half minutes long, it might as well have been its own its own turn, essentially, its own entire instance. Mm-hmm. It's, in my opinion, tougher than the final boss. <laughs> um, and it's 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 really good. It's got a, it's got some of the things people liked about Seed of Sacrifice, the semi randomness with still being able to recognize all of the patterns of what needs to be done in any given scenario. The fight still flows the same way, though. just takes a little liberties here and there that makes every pull unique without making it insurmountable. Uh, and it's got, for week one, tight DPS check, which is fairly normal for week one door bosses. And uh, solid music, solid uh, arena use. That's something i got to get into entirely separately. The arena is used fantastically as an element of the fight. And I think anyone who's actually played all the raid tiers will like this one the most. Personally. They'll like this <laughs> boss the most. The checkpoint and then into the final boss, um, really solid, but it's, it, you know how sometimes people start to unravel encounters more and more and then it kind of like, it gets to the point where you start to see things that are like, wow, that's just, that makes things a million times easier. Oh my god, that's so much. Because the second boss is only 30 seconds longer than the door boss. The door boss is 8 minutes, 27 seconds. The final boss is 8 minutes, 57 seconds. So you just have about 17 and... What is that? That's Well, it's 8 and a half minutes, not 9. You have like 18 minutes approximately of boss fight split down the middle. And that means that the final boss is actually pretty short. Kind of like Emerald. How Emerald split down the middle and you have two really short boss fights. It's kind of like that, but they're just... More savage length, ask. Mm. Fun boss. I have no qualms with it, but I do think the door boss is harder, which is good news for the party finder because it means that there's a, there's a light at the end of that tunnel and it's not rampant. That's it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for this one. People won't feel as bad pugging this as they did cheating. <laughs> My honest opinion. There is... Sly, it's not that funny. Relax. 
Oh, God. It's not that funny. There is a Light Rampant-esque thing that happens. I don't think it's nearly as bad as Light Rampant, but there is one mechanic in the door boss that will be a bit of a problem. It's actually a really simple mechanic to understand and solve. It's not like Light Rampant where people are just like, uh But it's not going to feel good when people screw it up. That's all. That's that's what I'll say the most. It just there's going to be some complaints about it in the party finder, especially if there's going to be strats that people really don't like on that one, without a doubt. Oh God, is this going to be one of those things where there are like four different types of strats in PF? So okay, so actually, here's what's going. There's going to be what I'm going to call it intended strat, because there's actually okay. a very clearly intended way they want you to do it, but it's also very deliberately not the only way. So there's room to explore. Then there's slightly riskier in one way, but safer in another way, Strat. Then there's going to be uptime. And then, and then there's going to be optimized uptime. <laughs> I can order, because there's, there's, it's, it's just a mechanic with that uses geometry. Any mechanic that uses geometry can be manipulated to be made easier and easier or, or more and more efficient as time goes on. Mm. People will find it. It's the bottom line. They will. But none of those strategies are, like, bad. Some of them will just feel worse for certain people. It's not that the strategies are ever bad. It's just... Let me rephrase that. From a PF... Yes. So okay. you're, you're more concerned about the, the, the variance in knowledge. The, There's mm. less variance in knowledge. It's not like if you don't know this other strat, you're, you can't do it. Like, you're fucked. You can't learn right. it. There's, it's really clear and obvious with the, with the visuals. What is working, what won't work. Whether it be spots on the arena you can stand as clear indicators of ways to do strategies... Or just the punishment for mistake, or the number of options you have in a given scenario. They're limited. Just enough that I don't think this will be that much of a problem. It's just that there's enough geometry that people will science the shit out of it. Until they come up with something that is god-tier giga-brain. Like, no one thought of it, they were doing it fine without it, but now people are going to want to start doing it kind of thing. And I can't wait. We had a kind of strat. We did a kind of strat like that. There was an intended way. And we went, that's kind of dangerous. Let's do this, which is also kind of dangerous. But we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous in a different way. But the final boss, man. Final boss just pulls on the heartstrings. I'll say that much. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really cool boss. So that's one that I think ever that people are going to want to definitely get to experience. And I got to say one thing about there's two things about this raid here that are improved above all else. One, okay. and this I've already alluded to, the boss arenas are so good for giving you clear indicators on how mechanics work without showing you AOEs. There are so many mechanics that can be marked just by looking at the arena, looking down and going, okay, that mechanic will hit exactly those patterns on the arena. So even though you don't have AoEs, the information that you can derive from it lets you 
you know, understand what, what you've done wrong or how you can do it better. Two is the, oh shit, what was I, what was I gonna go for the second one? Um, fuck, I remembered where I was going, because I was gonna lead with this one and then I forgot. I might have to come back to this one. But there's another really major thing, uh, about, oh, how satisfying some of them are to do correctly. E10 has one of the most satisfying mechanics to do correctly. I don't, I think it's the weakest fight, but it has some very satisfying stuff, as does E12. There's a lot of stuff that when you get it, you're like, fuck yeah. You're just excited. Because it looks awesome. <laughs> mm. Whereas E9 is more like, oh, thank God. <sighs> <laughs> you, go, you go through the platform phase where they can fall and you're like, oh, please, please, please. You get past, you're like, <sighs> okay. All right, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. This is Shadowbringer's best raid tier. First impression is its best raid tier. Hmm. Normal mode, Fair enough. not so much the case. E12 normal is their worst, like, final normal fight. Which is not saying a whole lot. I think Titan is still the best one. I think this is the actually the worst normal mode final fight. And not just because of a certain cinematic event that takes place. It's... Collectively, it's just really dull. I'm glad certain things didn't translate over from, from what I've seen. From normal and savage. They actually do, but in a much more digestible manner. The entire, so there's a long transition in E12 normal, but you play it. You have to, you're, you're, you go through certain steps and you have to, you have to play through the, the mm -hmm. cinematic in a sense. You still have to, you know, do mechanics, you know, kill bad guys, everything you'd expect to do in normal gameplay. Um, it's just extended because you're playing a transition. Um, that happens, that, all that transition actually happens in Savage, or most of it does. It's just made into part of the fight instead of it being pulled out and do this long transition with all this, Cinematic flavor. It's just here are the here are the same types of things you saw in normal, but in Savage, it's just part of this ongoing encounter. Hmm. So translated well. It's it's actually one of the best normal to Savage mechanic translations I've seen. And I'm glad they mm -hmm. they did it. They did it as as well as they did. But man, those arena markings on the floor, dude. Oh my god, they make figuring out what to do so much better. I can't I can't applaud them enough. From a design standpoint for this raid tier. Whoever they did that, whoever did this, I want them to do more. I want them to do an ultimate. Because they'll probably be very similar in that regard. <laughs> probably be like, they'll probably be a little more cryptic, but like the, the amount of information they give you without giving you the answer is, it's satisfying from a progression standpoint. And I like it. Fair enough. So that's my opinion, my so long winded opinion on the Savage tier. So like five thumbs up from you. Yeah. 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 It's the happiest with the rates here I've been since creator overall. Creator, uh, creator, just, just nine, nine was the only stinker for me. If it wasn't, yeah. if it wasn't for nine, that would still be among one of my favorite rates here since they've gone to this not game ending savage difficulty. I feel like creator was a bit divisive. In terms of its uh, opinion for most people. 
Looking back, like, first impressions were, were pretty good for the most part. It did not age well. It aged like molasses, right. even in the patch that it was there. Because it was so skippable. Right. Shadowbringers has managed to make encounters that are essentially the same, where there's entire parts that are skippable, without making you feel like you're just missing part of the boss. Like, a really good Fearer group from E6 Savage could could kill it just after Conflagration, or, or Conflag Strike, and that means you skip the three of the hardest parts. Voidwalker, you could, in E2, you could skip all the trios at the end if you were doing a really solid group. Um, mm-hmm. But you never feel like you're just missing the fight, the whole fight. Whereas Alexander, it could you basically tried your best to ignore the final phase. Which is, you know, as like an like in Prague, like your goal was to skip as much as the last of the last phase as possible. That doesn't that doesn't happen here. You're gonna skip. You might skip some of the more annoying parts, but you'll still have seen everything. The more annoying parts are usually just a machine gun of those things that you've already seen. Or yeah, or stuff like Lapis Skip at eleven, where if you DPS them low enough, you just skip the entire ad phase. You don't have anything like that. That's that's the design they've gotten away from since Creator. So Creator didn't age very well. Was the only problem it had. They've had a lot of raid design that hasn't translated well. Bro, Second Coil has not aged well. <laughs> Nail has aged well, especially because of Ultimate. But things like Melusine and Rafflesia have not aged well. <laughs> they they really haven't. You're muted. No, I was saying, don't get me started on Rafflesia. <laughs> don't get me started. I just did it on just did Turn 6 Savage again like a month ago. For what? To prep for this. To just do something, because a lot of people hadn't beaten it. So it's like, we just said, oh, let's prog something that people haven't prog, and we'll prog it blind, and that way it simulates raid. You know, like actual, like, getting together for raid night kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so there's, yeah. The, these fights... They're going to be kind of memeable in a few, in probably like a month and a half, two months. But I don't think anyone's going to be mad doing them. They're not going to be like, fuck, not this again. They're just going to be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Possibly E9? No, E9 people are going to be grateful. People are really going to want to do it, kill E9 as fast as possible. The problem is the part that's the worst yeah. for people is probably the part people won't skip. Um, it's just there's a, there's a section towards the end that's reminiscent of a previous phase. Um Phase three essentially repeats as phase six, um, mm-hmm. and that leads into the enrage. People are are a hundred percent going to try to um, skip that as much as they can because people th- th- people may not like the one of the the phase two and five, but three and six are hilarious. Absolutely, hi- I saw a great picture on Reddit of all of a bunch of Fall Guys characters in the phase three and six. And I was like, yep, yep, yeah, no, that's right. That's 100% accurate as to how that phase goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big win, though. Big win for anyone who's going to be raiding until the end of the expansion. And then ultimate. There's still an ultimate to come. We also have a 48-man savage in two months. It's Right now is a good time to be an endgame player, especially from now until... The next expansion. It is a an excellent time to be an endgame raider. To end on a raid tier that's this good, 
with more things that are going to be happening in the coming months between Ultimate and Delibrum and anyone who's a fan of Blue Mage, if you are looking forward to doing Omega again. I mean, that's still that's a small audience, but it is still an audience, so I'm just tacking it like... Sure. Yeah, tacking it in there sure. for me. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Okay. When are you going back in to Savage? Because I'm actually looking forward to seeing you go through some of these so you can you can get a first-hand feel for them. Uh, probably be going back tomorrow night. Okay. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Good. Good. I want to I want to see how you feel when you get through it after because you've done most of the raid tiers, and mo- I, I'm not I don't remember what savages you haven't beaten, if any. Have you just want to see me suffer? Because I don't remember. Because you no, pug no. it all. You pu- sometimes you pug it. You don't pug it on stream. So I'm not sure like where you, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, that well. was that was pretty much most of most of last year too. I just like it was just really really late night clears first because I really hit it like last year. Like the first two weeks, I really hit it hard, and then I got tired. And then, she and then stuff happened. started coming. Yeah, and and then stuff started coming out. I'm like, fuck it out. If I can't get it, like I'll. Try to get it fucking later. I never had time to go back and get Shiva. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll get through this one. I'm confident about this yeah. one. Yeah. You know what I'm not confident about? Titan Unreal. <laughs> I don't like that you knew that's where... I don't like that you knew. I can tell by the tone of your voice. <laughs> I don't... I don't it's like all, how like you we do all that. Have that. We all have that inner sense when you when you're about to bring that shit up. We all have. The, oh, you're about to you're about to go in on Titan Unreal. Oh, Hatch is about to bring up something. Um, why why do I why do I hear what do I hear stomps? What's that stomping noise? What's the, yeah, what's that constant fucking stomping I hear in my <laughs> head? Uh, yeah, it's Titan. <sighs> so Titan Unreal. Hadn't had the chance to do this yet. I I dread doing this in PF. Don't dread it. Oh no, it's 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 comedy gold. Oh, it is absolutely comedy that. gold. Absolute comedy gold. <laughs> All right. So 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 walk us through your. Titan Unreal experience. So I got both my clears today. Um, A lot of people Mm -hmm. who either never did it synced, so they actually had to, like, learn it. Or at least, like, they could only take what they did, like, unsynced and, like, try to apply it. Or Mm -hmm. people who just didn't play in that era. So they just had to adapt to shit mechanics. (laughs) And... I don't think I've ever wiped on a fight so much, yelled so much, and still not actually been mad that my that people were dying. Because <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Every time you see that one person go off, you're like, nope, all right, got it, all right, we got one less. Per- I hope you guys have cooldowns for this because that, oh, all right, nope, those guys aren't dying. Oh, the jailers aren't dying. Oh, nope, the guy got thrown off by a landslide. Nope, all right. Uh, oh, I broke the jail. They broke the jail while the landslides were going. Oh, that's not going to work. Nope, they got hit by the bomb there. Oh, yeah, clipped by the bomb. You have said every single thought I had going into this. That's basically, Haps has basically said every single thought I had in my head about a Titan Unreal experience. 
But the so thing you, is, it's actually a lot of fun. It's n- genuinely not frustrating. It's fun, and it's funny. <laughs> like, I think this could have no rewards, and I would play it just for the fucking giggles. Alright? Like, that's that's how good it is. Um, on a more serious side, this yeah. fight actually shows its age in more, in more ways than I thought it would. <laughs> so, these old encounters they're bringing up to Unreal, they were made in a time when, let's be honest, the development team hadn't really figured everything out yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. But more importantly, they were initially designed around level 50 abilities. That didn't show that much in Shiva. It shows a lot more in Titan. How so? Everyone having knockback resist as an ability. It works on upheaval. Wait. It works on upheaval. And uh, it also works on landslides if you can survive the landslide. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask, like... You will die. I'll evil more than likely. But you'll stay in the fight. <laughs> so, there's that. And to be fair, in 2.0, Mana Wall made you take zero damage, made you not go off from landslides. Black Mages just used to eat right. landslides. So it's not that right. surprising that it works on them. But we the tools for that weren't available back then. So things like people going off from upheavals, people... Um, Having no pan and having no plan for a, like one undodgeable landslide situation. There's solutions to that now. Amount of AOE damage that's available for jails. The amount of abilities that can just instantly blow something up in an area makes them disintegrate. Absolutely, the actual breaking out of the jails in time, as long as people actually swap targets, they go quick. The only thing the game is not prepared for is unscripted tank busters nowadays. <laughs> That shit is so frightening again. And they <laughs> made Mountain Buster Mountain Buster. <laughs> that is still the absolute scariest ability in the whole fucking fight. And for good reason. So, it it hasn't... It's shown its age in some ways, and it's shown that sometimes your elders aren't to, aren't to be fucked with when it comes to Mountain Busters. They need to. They reminded you what a tank buster is because Shiva doesn't have tank busters. Also, so we didn't really know how that was going to go. She just auto attacks and gets stronger and stronger. But no, Titan Mountain busts. He busts mountains big time, and that shit hurts. We had to assign a healer to each tank because if there was ever a point where one of us needed to AOE heal and the other one was doing the same thing, the tank felt our mistake. <laughs> And we felt bad for them. You need to do Titan Unreal. <laughs> you need to do it. Oh, I plan on it. I plan on just strictly for comedy. Like, not even trying to get anything out of Fox Hollows. Just, I'm just, I'm just going to be there for comedy. I just want to see some funny shit happen. No, it's, it's, that's what'll happen, too. <laughs> I can promise you that. Uh, and there's also some of the same janky things. There's there's one part of the fight where randomly a tank buster comes before a, another mechanic, and it's random. There's no way to know if it's mm-hmm. gonna if it's gonna be tank buster mechanic mechanic tank buster. The tanks 
don't appreciate that very much. <laughs> because they're like, I'm going to pop a cool... Oh. Well. <laughs> or, even worse, even worse, it's, oh, I was going to pop my cooldown there because they think it's going to come later. But then they forget that it can come later. And the mechanic that comes before the tank buster is bombs dropping. So they start moving to dodge the bombs. Mm. And they're like, all right, guys, here I come. <laughs> the whole party. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. It's so funny. Oh, man. And these aren't even any, like, these aren't even really any more, um, 2.0 horror stories. This is like, this is Shadow 2.0 horror, yeah, this is Shadowbringers. This is comedy oh. now. 2.0, 2.0, we were, we were, fuck this fight. Seriously, fuck this fight. Now it's just, everything is just hilarious. Yeah. All this just to play a mini game where you fucking flip over squares. You're mountain busting the squares. Eleven of them. <laughs> uh, this is a fight I don't want to go away after 17 weeks. Okay, so another thing is people like to bring up Titan Extreme and lag. Titan Extreme didn't have the lag. That was hard mode. They got rid of the 300 built-in MS in 2.1 when Titan Extreme came out. Now, the servers being in Canada is another story. But the built-in 300 yeah. MS... Oh, no, there was no EU servers back then. EU people trying... Yeah, there was no EU servers back then. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm trying... When did EU servers get implemented? I'm trying to remember. Heaven's Ward. They, they said that they were opening the mob station to pay for the EU servers, which came out in, in Heaven's Ward. Jesus. <laughs> I'm getting old. Oh, and PS3 and players, too. Old. That may not have been latency. That was a different level of problem. <laughs> no PS4 version yet, even. It just wasn't around yet. Yeah, I came in on PS4. Thank God. And, and PS4 at the time wasn't even that bad. I don't like the face you made I'm when glad. you said that. <laughs> like, it wasn't that bad. I'm just glad I'm on PC now. <laughs> As you should be. Um, yeah. Speaking on um, the Fox Hollows, uh, they buffed it this patch. We went over that in our patch note uh, video with uh, mm -hmm. Burn when he surprised us with that. Uh, and I can say that those... Aloha. The door... I, fucking door. The cat. He's had a rough week, just like I have. Um, the buffs are awesome. So, the swords are 15 now, the, the, lo the mm -hmm. low end boxes are 25, the high end boxes are 35, and they didn't change the fox. I think people mm -hmm. are just going to go for sword and box and just ignore the fox, unless they like otherwise like screw up and they can't get both the sword and the box, because if you get the sword and the box on both of your retellings every week, you're minimum getting 80 leaves a week. If you get a fox, throw another 100 in there. But I used to go weeks of getting 25. I went literally like three, four weeks in a row, 25, 35, 35. I get 80 in a week now. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so many more leaves. 
So you're looking for what you're saying is you're looking forward to doing retellings every week. More so than I was, yeah. It's gone a long way. And yeah. I don't think this is the end of that because they're going to keep adding more rewards sooner or later. You know, they they added I think like four rewards this time. They put some old rewards in there. They put like Ixion and a minion that's actually from somewhere else in the game. The fox mm. is still exclusive there. The minion is the sand fox. Um, he's still there. But they also added uh, a mount that was... They, they reskinned a mount that was previously PvP exclusive. Um, I think it's the Astrologos. No, I don't think it's Astrologos. I think it's... Um, what was, what's the second Rival Wings map they did? The train? Yeah, the one with the train. What was that called? Man, you can tell just, we just I don't know. give a fuck, huh? Gorge. Hidden we Gorge. We really don't. Hidden Gorge. Yeah. Yeah, Thank I you. think it's Thank that. You, I think it's that mount. It's 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 basically like a giant construct suit. Um, I think it's like the cobalt ones or something. Yeah, the the mining one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mine the mining suit. Yeah, it's like that, but it's like yeah. re, it's like reskinned to be like a different color. Yeah. And I'm a fan of that because I will never get that PvP mount. Oh, robot is front lines really. Oh, maybe that. Was Ansal Hakar? Oh yeah, Ansal Hakar. I think that was Ansal Hakar for that mount. I don't care. I don't need it. Even I'm doing. Still, I'm yeah, doing yeah, Titan. Yeah. I like how their choices yeah. are like. Well, you can do PvP. You're like, ah, it's not a good idea. What else you got? Or you can do Titan. I'll be like, <sighs> I don't really have to do Titan. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Really have to do Titan because I don't want to do PvP. Like, listen, Those we just wanted options. to make sure you were PvPing either way. Because <laughs> that's what Unreal Titan and the Party Finder is. It's PvP, but fun. It's PvP. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fox Hall is good. I look forward to it. I look forward to doing it. Yeah. Man, you want to know something we can't talk about that I really want to talk about? What's that? Void quests. We can't talk about it at all because there's no combat content. It's all... Mm. All story. Hmm. Because I've done my void quests. And... That was, uh... Also better than near. I mean, it's a low bar happy. What were you expecting? It to be better than near, and I was right. It's one. I mean, that's one prediction correct for me. <sighs> Do your fucking roll quest, guys. <laughs> Do your fucking roll quest, please. Yeah, the yeah, yeah the storyline this listen, the storyline of the Fox Hollows is better than than near. Alright. It's a low bar. <laughs> They're really low bar. <laughs> oh man. Alright, besides the void quest files is there There's um, classic one. I have not Okay. All right. 
Let me look. I mean, <laughs> if you look on the stream, I'm permanently in classic mode. <laughs> you can't see it on on this, but on the stream, I'm permanently in classic mode. I'm in classic mode every week. Here's my issue with people. People, not not classic mode, not light mode. People. But how? <laughs> wait, wait. So we get we we get this in the live letter. Same thing for light mode. Yo, that looks cool. That looks cool as shit. I can't wait to try that. Classic mode hurts my eyes. I don't like it anymore. Like the shit did not change from the fucking live letter. I swear to God, nothing changed. It looks the exact fucking same. And you're wishy washy over it. Same shit. I can't trust none of y'all. I can just none of y'all. I love Sorry. classic mode. I love classic mode. So y'all motherfuckers bitch when I had fucking light mode. Like it's too bright, Sly. Oh my god. Well light mode is an abomination to be fair. No, it's not. Oh my god. People were like, light mode looks okay in the live letter. In the live letter, people were like, you know what? That actually looks better. That actually looks okay. Alright, Sly, let me get it in game. Sly, just here's here's the thing. Light mode, you know how I made the example earlier with moldy bread and the flame and yawn? Light mode, it's like the moldy flame and yawn between the the ultimate bread. Of dark mode and classic mode. <laughs> it's the reverse. Dumb motherfuckers got issues. It's, it's like if you were to order a filet mignon and you got a cube steak. That's light mode. I've got problems. Listen, I ate cube steaks as a kid, I just outgrew them at some point. I had all, I, I went back when I was a kid, I didn't have dark mode, everything was light mode. Now everything's better. I'm just saying, y'all motherfuckers got problems. I Class never said light mode looked good, so I'm just consistent, Sly. You're consistent. Everybody else is wishy-washy as shit. Again, we're gonna, and again, we're gonna probably get another theme, and it's gonna look good in the live letter, and then y'all are gonna say it's complete ass in the game. I, I think like, there's a better lesson to be taken from it, less so that we're gonna get another theme. I, I think they just need to rework the, the programming for the UI and just make it more customizable in general. Like, I, like, I know some people who would like classic, but their problem is, like, the hue and the saturation on their monitor isn't so great, and they're not gonna change their whole monitor allow- just for that. So, so allow them to change hue of classic, change the well, I mean, color of classic, transparency, hue, saturation, anything like that. I think the you can the feedback I'm taking is more options would be better, which I think is is fair. Like some people, they, they saw it on the live letter; it didn't look as as bright in their face, and they see it in, on their monitor, you know, running at God knows what, how many hertz and what their fucking settings are compared to <laughs> it being shown in a slideshow, what and whatnot. Um, at least, they, at least they didn't show classic mode on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, at least they didn't have like a sheet of paper. Like, oh, I'm not sure what the fuck that looks like. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think yeah. because, and then you know what the ironic part is, and this brought up in the chat, a lot of old Final Fantasies let you do this in their menus, even in their classic menus, they let you do this. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's the bigger lesson to be taken away: less about people being upset with it, and more people just wanting it. 
but also wanting the kind of settings that came with it. Because I know I always made adjustments to my UI in the old games. I would adjust the the darkness or the transparency. I, I did all that all the time in the games that would allow it. So um, I, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that feedback. I think that's a reasonable level of feedback to have. I do think that they they could have some more fun. Yeah, Reginald's like, yeah, just let me do like a chocobo pattern. You could do like a bomb pattern or like just make it funny or frilly or things. I think there's a lot of room to explore, and I think they're starting to, and I hope they they find a more customizable method with which to develop the UI. I'm sure there's technical debt behind doing that. I'm sure they have to hard code mm-hmm. all of this. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fuck. Um, nothing. Not compartmental. Uh, what's what's? Fuck. Chat knows. Chat's gonna know the word I'm looking for. Uh, it's dude. Brain. Come on. Modular. There you go. Nothing modular about its code. Yeah. So I'm sure all the code is not very flexible for that. And if they can rework it, I think they can make something that's good, would be very much appreciated. Okay. But I love classic mode. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I do too. And I love it from a colorblind standpoint. I've never had an easier time reading my menu. In all honesty, the 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 difference between the colors and the the saturation and everything does a lot mm. for my eyes. Like it's it's it, it helps me a lot. It's it's exact. A lot of people notice when I turn on colorblind mode, it just turns into yellow and purple land. This is kind of like it in a sense. It, it, it brings about a lot of the same things as to why that helps me with my color blindness. So, hmm. uh, that's another reason I like it. That's a very a reason a very exclusive to me. Now, if I turn it on with color blind mode on, that's a different story. That's a disaster this just waiting looks to happen. Pretty. To me, it just looks pretty. I like it. I like it. I like it on. I like it in the live letter. I like it now. I'm glad we finally have two good modes. I'm amazed you. Shut up. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> um, before I cut you off about the the, the modes, where were you about to go? I think I know, but where were you about to go with uh, the conversation? Um, really, the only thing I one of the only things I have yet to do, and I'm doing that tomorrow as well. Uh, shifting oubliettes. Have you uh, done any maps? No, uh, I have not yet. Um, that was not the direction I was going to go, but good call. I need to get on that. Because uh, I'm always down for some maps. I just have a lot of work to do over the next few weeks, and the shifting oubliette is not yeah, on you do. that. Yeah, it's not on that list, yeah, unfortunately. But it's got to be. It's got to be, because I-, I love maps, and any reason to do maps is a good reason for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I was more so going to say we skipped over Matoya's Relict, which, while we can't talk about the story elements, um, we can still talk about the dungeon. A nice, fun, short dungeon. They... They're assholes, the developers of this one. <laughs> Why? So, Sly, would you say it's a reasonable thing to do a dungeon the first time around with trusts? Just because it's, they, they, they banter and it's, it's kind of comfy and whatnot. Would you say that's a somewhat reasonable approach? Depends on who you are. I mean, if you have you know a good FC and you have you know, people who are like, hey, I want to join you, I'm like, fun, you know, come on in. Other than that, if not, yeah, sure, trust. Have Why you not? done this dungeon with trusts? I have not. So, they didn't think about this when they designed this dungeon with trusts. 
So the first and the third boss are fine. If anything, the third boss of the trusts are too smart when it comes to the knock-up section and then landing back down at the bottom. The second boss, there's a mechanic where you're supposed to get hit by water spouts and get shot up to another platform. None of them do it until you do it. Because otherwise they would go up there, kill the ads, and then you'd die down below because the water spouts stop. So you know what it happens? Mm-hmm. They stand still, do nothing the whole time, and you're just like, all right, I guess I'll just dodge these water spouts. So there's context in the dungeon. You walk over water spouts on the way there. You can kind of divine it. But they don't help you at all. <laughs> so I'm like dodging the water spouts, dodging the water spouts. All of a sudden the water spouts stop. And on the last water spout, one of my trusts got hit, and they got launched up onto the platform, and I saw it, and I was like, <laughs> I immediately, I was literally uh, Wiley Coyote with the sucker sign, immediately, just as, as soon as that happened. So, yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> This is the first time I've wiped in a dungeon in a long time. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that was fucked up. But funny. It was funny. It was <laughs> I was and I was like, yo, I'm gonna be you guys keep saying I'll never figure this shit out. Man, y'all just don't know. I I just beat Savage, alright? I beat E12s. Do you think I can't figure this shit out right now? <laughs> I was and I'm like, what? You guys just dodge the water spouts. And then I was like, uh <laughs> Instantly regret. That was like that was mm-hmm. like uh ultimate legend, by the way, kind of moment right there. And it was very Was it like Was it like um Woken? No, it think of it more like Imagine if it, well, I guess kind of, but not entirely. Imagine if it was like, you have played this game for years. You know mm-hmm. all the mechanics, you've seen a ton of mechanics, you can recognize them at, a, at, a, at an instant. You see a tower, you know to stand it. You see a big tower, you know it's probably tanks. You see an earth shaker, mm-hmm. you know it's probably a line AOE. You know, you see, like, you just, you see it all and it's, it's just, it's like you have this third, this, this sixth sense, this third eye. And then imagine somebody who has no fucking idea what they're doing and gets hit by everything, and that's now the person who has done the mechanic correctly. They're like, oh, fuck, I didn't dodge that water spout. Wait, what's going on up here? So... Biggest debate. Yep. And again, there are context clues in the dungeons to let you know that it's probably done that way. It's kind of fucked up that the trusts don't in any way... One, here's what the trust should do. One of them should go up to show you you can do it, which is kind of what happened to me. And then the other two can stay down until you do it. That would happen, though. Solid dungeon, otherwise. Do you think that'll get fixed? In, uh, um, no. Patch? No. No? Okay. So I think it's just one of those... You realize you fucked up, and now you you won't happen again. They're going to solely rely on you to know to go up to the cloud. 
every time. Well, yeah, you'll fuck it. You might fuck it. Here's the thing you do with players. You probably won't fuck it up. Like, now, after a week goes by, no. you'll almost certainly oh, no. get, yeah. Um, in <laughs> trusts, though, yeah, that'll probably happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, really fun dungeon. Really short. Really short. Yeah. In comparison to most, most of the dungeons we've gotten. It wasn't really like Hawk Manor, like they said, either. Because it was like... Hawk Manor was... How do I describe this? There's You go through it, you wrap around the first boss room to go around enter it through the back. Then you double back and go downstairs, where you have to loop around the bottom to get back here. The way they intend you to do it is for you to go back up the stairs, cut through the main room, and then go upstairs. You can just return to the entrance. Here, it's you beat a linear section. They teleport you back to the start. You beat the linear section. They turn you back to the start. So it didn't really achieve at all kind of what they said. It will remind you of Hawk Manor. Even though I kind of understood what Mm -hmm. they meant, it's still just, it feels like it's still run of the mill, pretty much. Yeah. So, good Good dungeon, not you know, special. No, not I think it's, I think it's actually a step down from the last couple of dungeons that we've gotten. So you think it's a step down from the uh, Heroes Gauntlet? Yeah, I think it's a step down from Heroes Gauntlet, which comes <laughs> with the gravitas of being the final dungeon of like the expansion in a sense of the expansion story. It gets True. an added gravitas for that. Um, I think some of the other dungeons we've gotten to, um, it's not a lot of wasted space. If that makes sense, it's it's genuinely mean, a long run. You mean the yeah yeah? It's just a lot of mm-hmm. it's a lot of running in this. Like it's, it's a lot of space that just kind of goes unused. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, um, for the sake of spectacle, probably. But it it it, it it's fortunately saved by the the, the baller ass theme that is playing in the back, and then Insatiable kicks in three times. As it does with every dungeon. <laughs> yep. Um, but I, I do think it's a step down dungeon wise. Um, it's just saved by the theme and some, some a couple of funny moments. I'm gonna say that it's on par with with Heroes uh, Gauntlet, just strictly for for a fun factor. Um, and, and length. Like that, those two kind of put it to me on even, on even terms with Heroes Gauntlet. Yeah. It doesn't for me, but okay. That's all I got for that. Yeah. Oh man. Um, as for other features, there's a ton of things I didn't really dabble in. Um, collectability, obviously, collectors, you know, crafting change, gathering changes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I don't touch too often. Um, one thing that I, I, I have my greatest disappointment in this patch. I do have, and believe it or not, it's not near. Because disappointment implies that I was expecting something. So, uh... When I'm I, just going in on near, right? Jeez. Well, I okay. need to, because here's the thing. If I say it's my biggest disappointment, they'll be like, worse than near? And I'm like, no, I need to, I need to clear the table on this one. Um... Just going in. Alright. Uh, the fucking... Weapon cases, you can't fucking put anything in them! You can't put weapons and armor, you can put tabletop items. He was literally angry over a weapon case. Yeah! 
was ready to deck my whole fucking apartment out with all these fucking weapons I've I've collected over the years. Uh-huh. Yep. It's just tabletop items and shit. That's why we were seeing shit like the carbuncle and whatnot. I was like, oh, it looks like a little mog, st- mog yep. station. Because it is a little mog mm-hmm. station. They bought those things from the mog station. They just put them in yep. there. I feel you. They yeah, called them weapon know. racks in 5.2. Where's my weapon racks? Doing good there, buddy? I'm I'm upset. You okay. My uh, my greatest tell. disappointment was this. Uh, I can tell. Wow. Anything else disappoint you like this, or were you good? I haven't played Monk yet, so I can't comment on that. I don't have an opinion on it, so uh, to be determined. Yeah. Well, you um. Uh, I'm guessing you're you're gonna. I guess on what your your main you're gonna do uh, monk in um, Eden. Yeah, I'll probably do a bit of monk in Eden. I'll see why not. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably like it to be honest, but I'm not gonna say I'm gonna like it without playing it. Cause that would be dumb. Well, well, again, they and they answered your questions. They answered your concerns that you had, you know, with prelims. Well, with actual patch notes. But yeah, they answered your questions on, on certain things. Sly, somebody did bring up another disappointment from the patch. Oh, God. I'm going to have to talk into the camera for this one. Um, okay. Party right. finder. Listen. Mm-hmm. People like to disagree on ideas, on strategies, on ways to get things done. Uh-huh. But if you break up into two groups of four and run a fucking half circle on Emerald Weapon to pop those orbs, you will disappoint me. I'm leaving the party. Any belief. I'm leaving the party. I feel like that is the dumbest shit ever for fucking orbs. Hey, let's run around and let's let's go into two light parties. And, and I'm so glad people in PF are taking it upon themselves to put in their PFs. Seriously, I I leave for two hours and people are still putting four four parties in PF. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with y'all? Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Don't fucking do it, please. I made a party finder earlier that was four groups of two, and I put four asterisk two, four times two. That's that's my shorthand Don't, for it. Yeah. Here's your problem. You put the number four in there. Yeah. No, that's where my story goes. Somebody joins my party finder and says, is four two pairs? And I said, yes. And he's like, okay, thank God. <laughs> and then I was like, in this party finder, we prefer good ideas. And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. And then I realized why people do 4-4. Because I then did it with It's pairs. easier to mitigate. Yeah. I, the first few times I did it, we took the one hit and we went down to like 18,000 health. And I'm like, where the fuck? I literally didn't lose any health. So I'm like, I'm going Scholar. Because we were double white mage. I'm like, I'm going Scholar. I'm removing mm-hmm. this as a problem. I'm going Scholar for Emerald Weapon strictly because of that. Because I will literally Seraph... 
crit deployo sacred soil for the second. Like I will do all that every time, and we will be fine. But uh, double white mage, I'm gonna pass on that. In all honesty. <laughs> And we literally, uh, I think we didn't even lose health when I swapped the Scholar. We literally, like, we had the shields, and then we just didn't take any damage. I also demanded my party pop defensives, too, because I'm like, literally, nothing else happens for the entire next nine and a half minutes. You're going to wipe in five minutes. Just go ham, please. Freely use tank involves, mitt. There's nothing to save anything for in this fight. Just dump it. Everything, every time. Please. So yeah, please don't do 4-4. Four, four. Please don't do 4-4. Four, four. If it even says 4-4, four, four, I'm not even joining that party. Sorry. I'm just making my own I'm party. I'm done anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done anyway, so I don't give a fuck. But even, even still, like, if I... If I if my friends wrote me into helping them for a um, emerald and... And the party leader says we're doing four four. We are leaving that party. We're making our own. Where we we are civilized. We are civilized, good people who do not do four four. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't even say anything. Just leave. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just fucking leave. And you wanna know what's funny? Someone brought this up. Thank God it's only it's only like thirty seconds into the fight. If anything, it makes it worse because mm -hmm. you there's nothing that'll make a party finder disband faster than a mechanic thirty seconds into the fight and it being fucked up on the first pull. Yep. <laughs> it's literally like groups are gonna go in. It's gonna be like you know farm party. The first set of orbs is gonna get fucked up and someone's gonna leave. <laughs> It's not even going to be... That's good. happened a couple of times. That's happened a couple of times. Fuck <laughs> mm -hmm. it. Not dealing with it. Sure not doing this. Not doing this. Sure it's, it's And uh, it's funny until it's not. It's really not. <laughs> For the love of God. Good times have. Okay, but other than that, um, there's a lot of little things that I just... Didn't get into, obviously. Uh, patch notes are quite extensive for 5.4. And we still have Ishgard, mm -hmm. we still have Delibrum, we still have Save the Queen, we still have Blue Mage, we still have a lot of stuff in the coming weeks. But my brain is still entirely focused on Savage, even though I'm done with it. Yep. Because now I gotta get ready for Ultimate Sly. And what? April 27th <sighs> is my prediction for Ultimate. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking the 27th. I was think, thinking April, but... Well, the 13th is most likely the patch, and so I just added two weeks. Okay. So, that's my prediction. Gonna lock it in on my calendar right now. And, uh... We'll be solid. That's it. Good, yeah. great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. And that's it. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? No yelling on the bus. No. That's from Billy Madison. I think that's uh, Chris Farley says that. <laughs> after I'll the, do that in a minute. Yeah, after the scene where he's like, uh, but I know a guy. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> but imagine if I did. <laughs> Is everyone on the bus? Good, great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. 
I just like to throw that in there as a quote occasionally. I like to quote the good Adam oh, Sandler movies when I can. Not O'Doyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> O'Doyle rules! O'Doyle, I got a feeling your whole family is going down. But right now, I got to study. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we've still got a lot to look forward to. And, man, spoiler cast is going to be lit. Oh, yeah, we can finally say shit. Looks like next Friday. It. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. Yeah, <sighs> we should probably stop there before your... we feel like we need to say anything. Yeah, I can't get here fast enough. No, I can't. Uh, next Friday at noon, specifically. Uh, since we will have mm-hmm. Ethos on, who again demanded that we find out a fucking time for the show. As quickly as possible. So, Sly, on that note, mm-hmm. uh, are we good to go? We are good to go. Let's let's just get to next Friday. Yeah, I agree. Let's do that. Let's most yeah. certainly do that. All right, Sly, on that note, wrap things up. Thank you. Yeah, let's do that. Thank you for hanging out with me this week, Sly. Thank you for joining us, everyone, um, everyone in the, in the chat. On YouTube, thanks for tuning in. Thank you to our sponsors, Steel Series, of course. Mentioned them at the start, but of course our patrons, whose names have been scrolling in the top right this whole time, who have uh, through thick and thin this year, as crazy years it's been, we've had a lot of people still on that list, still supporting, still enjoying the show. Hopefully, whether it be an audio format mm-hmm. on Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever you're using to listen to podcasts, or here on the Yub Tubs where we're used to uploading it, or live on Twitch. Lots of uh, lots of support over there. And, of course, thank you to our patrons of Darkness, Kuja Cross on Genova, and Kern Ioni, who have gone above her and beyond her. And so thank you to them. Listen, don't give me that smile, Sly. I'm going to say whatever I want because I'm tired. All right? It's okay. It's okay. It's been a long week. I, I completely understand. It has been. Again, now four or five-hour warm coffee that there's still a little bit left in here. And he's going to drink it. And I'm keeping my veins caffeinated for the time being, as best I can. (laughs) All right. So uh, with that, Sly, let's tell everyone what you're up to and what you're going to be up to this coming week, weekend, holiday season, whatever it is you got planned. Hi. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Great Fox. You can find me on Twitter at SlyTheFox. Yeah. Just doing a lot of this. I... Just thinking about doing cyberpunk, I'll I'll hold my thoughts. I'll I'll hold out until you know things get ironed out. But yeah, there, there's content. Dude. We got content respect and um, whatnot as well as station of ESLY, which will be tonight, right after this. So if you just want to come hang out, listen to some good tunes, just relax. You know where to be. And for those on YouTube, yeah. tonight means Saturday, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it will not be Sorry. tonight yep, for those of you on YouTube. You, that'll be Saturday nights for you on YouTube. Yeah. Every Saturday night. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. 5.4, um, waiting on the World of Horror patch that's supposedly coming out soon. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. And, um, perhaps, uh, besides, you know, sleep. Where can they find you? Oh, hi, Aloha. No, you're coming here. Come here. You're 
you're coming here for the outro. Don't run. Don't run. Stop running. Stop running. Resist. Don't resist. Don't resist. Resist. Don't, don't resist. resist. Don't resist, Aloha. Don't resist. Okay. All right. Hey, no. Stay. 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 Yeah. Hi. So, Hi. yeah. Where can I find you, Haps? And Aloha? You can find me at Mr. Happy1227 on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Aloha, why? No, come back. <laughs> okay, you run. Cat run. <sighs> yeah, of those places. Right. Now, I've got a lot of 5.4 stuff to release. Uh, Genshin 1.2 is coming around. And uh, Aloha, don't do that. Hey. Hey. Stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got Genshin 1.2 stuff uh, towards the end of December. And then next year it gets crazy. It gets crazy, crazy. Yeah, it does. Very, very quickly yeah, next does. year it gets crazy. Um, I'm turning 30 in 15 days also. So. Ooh, boy! 3 Yeah. I'm just going to wake up and I'm just going to feel dead inside. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. All right. And so that's what my life's going to be for the next several weeks, is preparing for that. All right, so, you know, that's, oh, so Sly can actually see Aloha right now, and you can't. But, uh, yeah, he's getting comfy. He's getting comfy for his, yeah. his evening nap, as he will. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll do a short post-show, and then uh, Sly's got WSLY to do. So I won't keep him for too long. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Spoiler cast next week. Be there or be a four-sided shape. Oh, stop licking the bed. All right. On that note, uh, I'll, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.